Uh, my niece saw me after I shaved and it, it's been a while. And she cried when she saw my head. I, I respect, bro. Like I would be scared. I think I, I already am. I, I, I think I think the, I think the sight of my head triggered something in her <laughs> sub subdermal cortex or something. Yeah. Just like ancient genetics, like danger, danger. Yeah, it's alien like the pre primordial mind. Her lizard brain activated or literally, something. Literally, literally, yeah. This is this is when you recognize that this is you know something from the depths of history that I agree. I <laughs> and it was it responsible for the extinction was, of several species. But we do agree that number one is gorgeous and tall. Uh, you see, that's, that's the truth. You know about the, the sexiest of men. You know about the infinity loop? <laughs> you you the know, infinity loop when yes. you go off to plus infinity so far, you end up in minus infinity. Okay. So that's this how it minus works. infinity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he's so pretty, he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> or he's so ugly, he's pretty. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like there's, there's some sort of fascination that comes with looking at him. Number one is gorgeous. Mm. He has a 16 pack. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was it 22? I have no idea, bro. <laughs> yeah, at this but, point. Depending on the weather, it's winter time. It just shrinks. Mm. Do you not see him in his Udi? Hope is that Udi? Okay, can we stop like just trashing each other and stop the podcast? I mean, hey, welcome, Pastor Gums. It's your boy Adam. What's happening? What's popping? Episode 237. What do you, what do you mean, Udi? Like, <laughs> well, that's not the color of the snow. <laughs> no, these like, guys don't want to start. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, yeah, no. I, listeners, is this Udi? No, it's, it's black on the screen. All right, would you move? It's not Rudy. <laughs> okay. I got the homie Shamsi right next to me. Yo. I got number one in the building. Nothing matters. Turks is on uh, some uh, remote location, mm. enjoying himself. Ant Hopefully he gets, he gets back soon. Antarctic. There's a huge chance that Turks actually might not be on any episode to the end of the year. Oh. Yeah, because by the time he returns, I'm about to Don't travel. give me hope. Don't give me hope. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how happy he is. Oh, God. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, I miss Turks. Uh, Shuf, honestly, there's something to be said for his presence hovering, uh, you know, here. Yeah, by any... it's, like, it's like having a parrot, <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, that constantly just comments and critiques on things. Yes, he's the Jafar of yeah. the group. And mm. constantly <laughs> talks about cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Jafar is a hamster, by the way, that Shamsi killed. Yeah, no, but, I did not yeah. kill him. Nature well, did. He killed himself. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, the natural decay of life did that. Yeah, entropy <laughs> killed him. <laughs> entropy. Basically. You just helped to give there faster. And Shuf, I, I managed to take care of Jafar for multiple years. So there's something to be said for, you know, me taking care of pets. I can do it. <laughs> That's what can be said. There's a bunch of cats in your neighborhood that will beg to do Just one. Just okay. one. And the he, one. And, and, you know, he made a, he made a whole lineage. Yeah. Uh -huh. there's, yeah. Oh, he did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, actually, he did, yeah. he did. There's, there's a cat. I can yeah. see his echoes everywhere. <laughs> <Hello? laughs> there, there's a cat outside of Shamsi's home, like, screaming at him. When are you going to come and claim me these kittens? Mm, claim mm. them. Claim them. Uh, do you know what? You know what's been going on around my home? Gentrification. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do we uh, even have gentrification here? Yes. It's when Starbucks opens up for the Havan. Oh, yeah. Shout out to yeah, see, yeah. We said this on the podcast a thousand times. There's mm -hmm. like two Starbucks now in your neighborhood. Yeah, but it's still trash. Yeah, but it's like a محل organic now. You know, there, there's a steak store. We never had a steak store before. But any things are still, you know, look, your, na your neighborhood. It's a, when you say steak store, you mean the meat or the wooden thing that you kill vampires with? No, I'm talking about it's not muscle. because I've seen your neighborhood and I believe vampires would live there. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about a, a, a butcher shop that has a sign in English. Oh, well, I, 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 I remember, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I remember when I went to his <laughs> yeah. house, the, the one and only time I went to his house and 
the sky changed color. <laughs> it got it's, darker. Yeah, it's like when you're playing a video game and you, you, you enter the final level area. Suddenly all the bosses and <laughs> monsters are tougher. There's, and there's like a sign that says, this is your last save point. Emotion, <laughs> it doesn't, it, it, if anything, it's, there's something to be said for the diversity of urban life in Riyadh. Okay. You know? let's, let's talk about that. Because, mm. you know, as a real estate man. As, as urban man. <laughs> and, and, and man that's been looking for a house for his entire life. Mm. Tell um, us, Mother Sister Adel. I look at his neighborhood. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say which one it is it's one of the finer more upstanding ones in the city <laughs> go on I, don't make me fucking say what you <laughs> like, like, go on go on so his neighborhood the way I look at it giving the prices in Riyadh right now in mm-hmm. terms of uh, apartment rent and so on mm-hmm. your neighborhood as you said a single gentrification mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of Brooklyn okay so, because Manhattan was too expensive that everybody went out. Mm-hmm. Right now, you can't live anywhere near the center of Riyadh because it's way too expensive. Exactly. So, there is a chance to build better apartments and better quality of life in your area that requires, you know, a little bit of re- re-infrastructure, which they're already doing. You have the metro line over there, the bus lines or whatever. Not just that. It's Yeah, we, that's, there's one. There's, there's a whole uh, bus system that's operating in the main, like, Shara uh, Tijari, let's call it that. Uh, and there's also one of the main bus stops, also uh, main metro stops close by. But I'm looking at it differently. I'm looking at it in terms of, and you mentioned it, the, the way people are changing the way they're living. And people went from like really huge houses where like you had entire family living to multiple smaller units within that same, you know, original uh, size. And and the whole, you know, had to, I'm noticing now it's because like these are, and I'm saying, I say it jokingly, but you know, things took, a little bit of time to change where I'm... Where I'm well, yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. Because and, in Brooklyn, it used to be ghetto as hell mm, in the 90s. And now you have like... Yeah, like it's coffee a hipster shops. city. Yeah, now, yes. now, now I'm talking about Indy. Now you Acai have, everywhere. You have coffee <laughs> shops and mahalat shiish and, and, you know, like an organic food store. A literal organic and that's food what store. I mean. I mean, because people could not afford to be here. So they moved outside. They would love to think have the things they, they all want be close to them mm. and it's much cheaper to rent in your area than it is to rent in the center of the city mm. so i can go there open up a coffee shop an organic place out there's there's already a community that's already there but they don't have the things that they already need and you just need the one the one yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. yeah the one you literally need yes. the one because and the, the second, entire neighborhood's gonna get get served by that one you know and if it works another one's gonna come in try to compete against the one and it gives great competition and it comes that, better for the neighborhood. That's, 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 but, yeah, still, but yeah. It's, it's an idea, bro. Yeah. No one's going to pay 80K South of Norm Sugar. That's uh, reminded me of a conversation I had with one of my friends a week, a few weeks ago. He's been studying in London. And as you know, there in London, they have these things called zones when mm-hmm. they charge in the metro, etc. So zone one, it's like the major central, le- central area. And the further you go out, it's you pay extra fare, etc. So, my guy basically has been struggling with a congestion in Riyadh, especially in the weekends, because he lives in central Riyadh and near to the boulevard. So it's, it's packed every weekend. And with the traffic and with the housing prices. So basically he had this galaxy brain moment. He said, why don't we tear Riyadh into, into subsections? Basically, though, with quote-unquote... During the weekend, you charge people from the outskirts of Riyadh to enter. You need to stop talking right now. Why? Do not give any ideas to nobody. Mm-hmm. You better fucking relax. Yeah, see, he's being creative now. <clears throat> yeah, do, shh. No, no. Stop. I, I, I was, bad, <clears throat> bad number Because you know why? That rumor came out. Uh, there was uh, something. He came up with it. No, 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 no. That rumor came out last year or the year before. Tolls. I remember yeah, tolls. tolls. Yeah. Exactly. Tolls on certain roads in Riyadh. Mm. 
And everyone's like, yo, sir. Sir, <laughs> sir, sir. sir. And they're like, no, this is something that they're actually thinking they don't have about. Bridges, and they sir. want to implement. They have the one bridge. Yeah, so look, tolls on going from Riyadh to Sharqiyah or whatever, that okay, I understand that. As long as that money's come back to, you know, to rebuild the roads Ruins. and so on. Mm. But the idea of tolls inside the city of Riyadh, bro. No, but said, you know, he's, he's, he's getting to a certain point. You know, who, how do you resolve the congestion of a city, right? Like right now, the, his... the, right now, the way we're structured is like if, if everything that's happening, you want it to go to where it is, whether it's the boulevard, whether it is whatever big event, right? But at the same time, there is a move towards neighbor, like, I'm not sure what the actual right it, word is, but, but clusterizing the city his, in a way. His point was that he wanted to a suggest, or basically his thing, and I, he wanted to fix the quote-unquote Hejura problem. Because he, since he lives to the boulevard, they're just people with there with no business, just hanging around and just making everything uh, congested for no oh, reason. Oh, you mean like a tahliya? Basically. Yeah, uh, but... You mean like a natural pastime? But I'm sorry, hold, 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 okay, let me tell you why it's such a dumb idea. How much do you think the toll is going to be? I have no idea. He was just thinking out loud. Give me a number. Something that you think that is affordable for everybody to go to. I'm Something like that? Man, no way in hell is going to be that. It's going to be way less. It's going to be way less. Right? So you mean to tell me on a weekend? Because it's the weekend and I'm bored, you know, and you can't resolve the crisis of people just cruising on the weekend because and they're bored they, because it's literally a natural. I'm sorry, I live next to the boulevard. The boulevard is not people just cruising around. And basically his point is basically we led into the final level of this. Okay. Okay. No one come to my neighborhood. No, no, part of the solution is again, clusterizing the city in a way where yeah, I don't have to leave my neighborhood to get the things I need to get, which is a problem that I face. Why? If I want everything that you want is literally right near I you. I didn't, I'm saying, for example, where I used to live, I didn't have a lot of these common, let's say amenities. I didn't have a Starbucks. You know, I had to go out of my way and leave my neighborhood to be able to go access Starbucks. I didn't have an organic food store or whatever it is, you know. But, but now... But that has nothing to do with the, uh, where you live. In Hajwara. Yeah, this has to do with Starbucks. Does it want to expand or not? Yeah, they don't see the feasibility of it. Exactly. Like, the, the necessity of things that you need. Shout out to Next to your house is plumbing, uh, grocery stores, gas stations, schools. Those are the important things to be next to your house, among other things, mm. right? A Starbucks is not really like something that's necessary. That brings me back to the point of, I'm not saying it's necessary, no. Mm. So I'm saying certain amenities that would make it easier for you. Like for some people, it's about access to roads, for example. I would like to be close to a highway for me to be able you to- You have use three highways right next to you. I'm saying for some people, for mm. other people, no. I want something that's close to, let's say the edge of the city. It allows me to, you know, not be stuck in the middle of traffic, let's say. So different people look at it a little bit differently. but. But at the same time, you, there is a trend towards, like, it, in a sense, every, you want to make sure every, all the areas are served equally by the same things. That right? brings me to a question. Let's say you've moved into a up-and-coming neighborhood, mm. mother, sister, Adel. Yes. So in your neighborhood, what would be the bare minimum to say, okay, I am fully serviced in this neighborhood. I don't need to go out of my way to get my basic services done. I'd imagine laundry. I can talk to you about an exact place, Rehab. How so? Okay, go on. Rehab, because I, I've been always looking at Rehab because I want to purchase there. When you look at it, feel Uthaym, I think. Yeah, mm. so I was going to say. So, so supermarket. Laundry, supermarket. Okay, it's only a supermarket. I, I need laundry. I need uh, maintenance, whether it's plumbing, AC repairs, whatever it is, like things for the house. Basically, you can, you okay. Uh, besides that, nothing else. Everything, I, I just do it on the app. 
Like even maintenance you can do on that. Basically. Yeah, but I'd like to have a physical store. To buy your own shit, basically. Uh, to buy or to actually, like, when, when they're repairing something, like, I want to see it be repaired. Mm. goof. I want to see the tool man with his tools. With his tools. Yes. So if I have those necessities, I'm, I'm fine with everything else. Because everything else is order. The thing that annoys you about living in, in an up-and-coming neighborhood is that there's, especially if you want to order food, any food you order is going to be cold by the time it gets there. Yeah, that's one. And again, we go back to, to the things that you consider necessary. You know, For some people, that is something to be considered necessary. I, I want to be close to where, where things are happening. You know, I don't want to feel like I'm out of the loop or what, I'm a bit too far away. What is quote-unquote happening in your eyes? For me, it's it's not that. Like, I'm not the kind of person that goes out and about all day. But so, you know, there are, in terms of going to restaurants and stuff like that, but there are certain places, there are certain areas where you do have more, you know, active retail therapy, I guess. I don't know. I don't care for shopping malls or all that. Yeah, see, that's yeah, another yeah, part of it. I, you know? I order everything online. Yeah, that's another part of it. I want to be but close to somewhere it, I can walk, for example. Like, oh, this is a huge mall. Well, that's yeah, the thing. I, 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 but I, I, at the same time, if you want to be, and this is the problem that we have, a lot of people want to be close to the city. I love being around where I live because I, I love the New York vibe where everything gets loud 24 mm. seven. So mm. I'm fine with that traffic, all that. I'm like, I'm used to that. Mm. But so do you get loud, loud here? Yeah, it's really, yeah. really loud. Like, okay, yesterday, me and Gallic, we were having dinner. We wrapped up when I was coming back home. It was around one in the morning. I got stuck next to the boulevard. Just the light up there, right? It took me 40 minutes to get home. Oh, wow. And that's just on a random... Because fucking Muhammad Ramadan had a, a concert and decided, you know what? We're going to wrap up late. Mm-hmm. And Adil had to eat shit until he gets home because he everyone was leaving the concert. Despite you, Adil. Yeah, fuck that asshole. Do you know why? He was wearing a beautiful Gucci jacket that's green that I had my eyes on for a minute. I'm like, yo, I'm buying it the second I land in Rome. Okay. I had my eyes on that motherfucker and this piece of shit like... And, and, and uh, he, he performed it. in it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's cemented it now. It shows you that you're on the right track. In terms no, no, of fuck him. Okay, yeah, no. You have Muhammad Ramadan. You have you know, what was it? No, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna compare myself. Football, football stadium uh, no, star uh, no, status I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't compare myself to hypocrites. Okay, going back to our problem. Yes, you know, with society and be, 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 being stuck in traffic while getting free culture. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. Oh, so that's what you call it. <laughs> uh, see, you have to be positive about it. You know, you're, it's free. It's free. You're getting it. You're receiving it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> why can't we just build underground? The rent is too high. Yeah, exactly. Why? Why can't we just build underground? Oh, maybe because we want sun. I mean, is there's this thing called uh, photosynthesis. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, bro. Yeah, What's the vibe? Have people not looked so into that? No, no, have, <laughs> have people it? not looked into that? You what know? do you mean, have people not looked into that? Like, you can build it up to the sky, right? Hello? How, how many cities do you see building into the ground? Is it expensive? Why? Why? I mean, to save space. Save space on what? The air? <laughs> <laughs> save what space, you idiot. We can either build into the empty space or we can just drill down and yeah, make it more difficult. Exactly. I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Uh, when it comes to enough space, there is enough space on the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the problem is the people who own the space aren't willing to let go of the space. You're stupid. No, but then it's a long some vertical density. Al-Kaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking more like the mole people, you know, from yeah, X-Men. I hate to read, bro. <laughs> you know? you, those are the Morlocks. Yeah, Morlocks. <laughs> so anyway, so. rent is too high. It's getting really ridiculous. The prices to buy apartments is, bro, prices to buy apartments already passed a million. Ah, mm. uh, It's And it's been... An apartment. Yeah, and it's been... It's been Not even a big-ass apartment. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. It is it is crazy, bro. It's hard out here for an aspiring real estate mogul. <laughs> no, it's hard yeah. for anybody who wants to bro. Okay. If your paycheck is around 30 to 40k, the bank will give you around one point like 900 to one point something, depending on the percentage. Mm. Right? Depending. Imagine how long would it take you to reach that 30k, right? And when you get there, you're automatically gonna go and take a big ass loan to buy a place. It's going to take you X amount of long years to finish it. And it's just an apartment. Mm. It's not a dream home. It's not a house where you can raise 15 kids in because, you know, we're Arabs. Mm. We like to have 15 kids at minimum as a start. Habba, habba. Habba, habba. Yeah. So it's hard. You, you, you have to go and live in areas like your area. And then the area gets better and better and better. And then it gets really expensive. And then you... And then you're stuck. Yeah. Uh, given how big your property is, mm-hmm. y'all make more money when you start selling. Mm-hmm. You can actually stay and live there now. Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. See what I mean? Yes. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. The benefits go the up. The benefits yeah. go up. We have a Starbucks now. Yeah, but dude, nah, it's yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's two. Upwardly mobile. That's the word. Upwardly, Upwardly mobile. mobile. <laughs> you know? The question that, <laughs> that pops into my head whenever I hear these types of discussions. Will we ever reach a place where people no longer aspire to own a home. They will be satisfied in renting. The problem with renting is that when you retire, can you afford renting? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. Not everybody has the option of going back to exactly. the Yes. So again, add inflation. Add inflation. Depends on... If you live in a place where you can easily afford to rent, so maybe you can account for that. Like when you retire and you you do not own a home, you need to rethink your entire lifestyle. Yeah. If you own a home, you don't need to rethink your entire lifestyle. Because you have a home at least. Because you have a home at least. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, everything of, follows from there. One of honestly, one of the more pertinent sayings I've heard in my very short life was basically basically yeah. because you have an asset that you can exactly. but you can never whenever, worst comes to worst you, you sell it you, you go s- buy a purchase an apartment and you have money in your pocket again you know, worst comes to worst you still have a roof on your head yeah. no matter what happens yeah, exactly. no the, the idea of if you own a home you're not poor is because it's an asset yes it's like you are a homeowner and I'll tell you what the 1% thing, it's like having a Rolex. If you have a Rolex, if you're yeah, in trouble. It's an asset. Exactly. You just pass by any Rolex store, you can sell your Rolex automatically. You now you have cash to go back home. So, any like traveler's checks, but that's, for rich people. That's, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that was. <laughs> this is my reason to buy a lot of Rolexes <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. I might get poor, so I need 10. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You need to hold on to that value. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that Shamsi was a life hack from the riches to a brokey. But no, no, I'm not joking. Like, yeah, Rolex yeah, actually not, tells you this. Yeah, yes. yeah more, more, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, Anna, for me, like, I, shuf, yani, yani men a re- have a lot of habits that I don't like particularly subscribe to because you know? you're not a man not at all it's okay. you know yes I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah. respect respect I, 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 respect I, I, for I, continuing I, I, the, the, a creature, the a creature of, of uh, Shanti, light and air you, <laughs> that's what I am you never noticed you never noticed why you whenever you travel and you see a lot of Chinese tourists they're buying Gucci and Louis Vuitton handbags by the bucket truck, by the by the truckload mm. 
Because those are assets. Yeah, that's those again, are appreciated. Not all of them. Let's be honest. Not yeah. all of them. No, not all the, of them. the idea not of that, them. like the you know that that whole world of what's what's watches. Is there a fancy name for watches? Just watch world. You know, timepiece. Timepiece. That no, whole timepiece is different than a watch. World. Okay, um, I don't know that thing that it's talukumin here. So that whole world basically is built upon. Okay, yes, this is luxury. Yes, you know, you're looking for the most exquisite, finely crafted pieces, but there's also that element of it and you know these are actually items of value that can appreciate with time and and some of these are limited and rare that you know you can pass on to your kids and actually end up being like a family heirloom and so that it opened up another you know level of perspective for me when i kind of really grasped that yeah the watch world it may look basic but they figured out a way to stay relevant not stay relevant they figured they figured out a way to make rich men feel like yo I need to do something. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Stay relevant this, in a turbulent world, you know. Like as as much as I love watches, but there's some certain watches with the prices I do not respect. But <laughs> a collector, <laughs> okay. But a collector, okay, will look at it and say, "I can afford this. I want to keep this, and in the future, this will have some sort of value." Which is true to a certain extent. Mm. It'll have a value. Now, we didn't say the value is gonna be amazing. Investment if you're smart. If you like know. over COVID, because Rolex didn't have enough. Uh, well, the whole world was running out of supply, so they couldn't manufacture the same things. Couldn't have watches anymore. What happened was all the old Rolexes, the prices just like tripled. Wait, wait. So we ran out of time. Because I feel like that's that's what you're telling me, right? So like, <laughs> there was enough time to go around the world. <laughs> Come on. Respect on that one. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, okay, I'm I, saying, I, I appreciate like, you know, it. I appreciate Everybody that. gets one. <laughs> <laughs> Shams is one and only. I was like, <laughs> docked. Yeah, we got it. So we okay. ran out of time. My years of success. <laughs> and everyone started reselling their watches. A lot of people started purchasing watches real quick because mm. they saw the numbers go up. Mm. Now the numbers are going back down. So the people who are just in it for the money are going to lose out. The people who are in it for exactly what it is. Because appreciation you buy, of exquisite craftsmanship. Yeah, because businessmen they will tell you a Rolex is security. Yeah, and that was basically the thought process of the monkey JPEG people. I will buy now; it will go up. Yeah, yes. but, but Rolex watches they're not uh, Rolex, people who buy Rolexes. They're not buying it to resell it. They're buying it to hold on to it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what to it's it. an asset. It's always going to give you at minimum and to, and, and X amount of money. You're building a collection, by the way. That's one part of it. You're buying it as a gift. That's another part of it. You are looking at it as, hey, I want to stunt. That's another way it's of looking. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't disagree with that at all. See, for me, it's hard. Mm. Okay. Let me give and you and an I, and I And I, and I, and I, and I, listen, I do, when I see like a couple of times like we sat down through these watches and I look at the craftsmanship and it really is something that is to be admired, right? I'm with you on that one, but there's a problem for us as Muslims. It's too much. Okay, for example, gold, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of, you see a lot of Rolexes and they're actually white gold, but you don't even know that, mm-hmm. right? So you need to make sure that it's stainless steel or it's platinum. Mm-hmm. And the that rose golds are sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm a sucker for rose gold. And you have... I don't like gold periods. So I don't mind that. White gold is gorgeous. And white, white gold has a certain color that platinum doesn't even give you. Well, but I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. White gold and rose gold. Yeah, we, this is what we talk no, about. No, so what I mean by that is that your <laughs> options are very limited when you want to buy a Rolex or want to buy an expensive watch. Mm. Okay? Uh, some people, just, they don't care. They just want to buy it for whatever it is. It's up to them. Casio, Casio, but I do. How the fuck 
money we gave to Rolexes and watches and shit. Anyway, the world is expensive, guys. Yeah, no, this is the the, the beautiful art. The of world having, is expensive. The beautiful art of being able to have a conversation. But sometimes the world is just so. The monkey JPEG people, since we mentioned them, they've already been hit hard with the fall of the NFT prices. But have you heard of the incident that happened in the uh, monkey JPEG club party that blinded a bunch of people? No, tell me. So they held an event for board ape uh, yacht holders, which was one, of which the is a part, yeah, which was one of the more popular NFTs. They held it. This is a while back, but uh, they held it on a boat. And they basically had a party where they bought uh, LED lights or strobing lights, etc. Okay. The idiot who was running the party didn't buy commercial or re- recreational use strobing lights. He bought medical grade strobing lights. Oh my god! Okay. And basically, they everyone had, had a seizure. No, not even. I I wish. <laughs> Damn, I wish. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets, you get up from a seizure, you're about to do it. You know, I you just wish. gotta wash up your face. And stuff. This is the type of that they used to kill germs. It was that intense. Yo. Wait, you use strobe lights to kill yeah. germs? Yes, yeah. intense. And black lights and shit. There's certain lights you use for jumps. Yeah, okay, I so understand. Hotels black. have it. So okay. they these get rich champs. These these poor people were in a party raving and dancing while doing the equivalent of staring at the sun for hours at a time. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> They're burning. They literally all the majority got eye damage. Some of the ones actually went blind. Yo. <laughs> and the funny thing okay, it is funny, but it started dark. Bro, this is so bad. This is so bad. The people said, I can't afford I can't afford uh, medical treatment because I lost all my money on my J- JPEGs. Halal fiqh. Yo, that is awful, bro. That is so awful. This, this is why you send sign consent forms before you go get into things like this. This is why you like, buy land. If you're, if land you, won't blind no, 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 you. No, no. Yes. If, if, if you're inviting me somewhere to be blinded, I please help land. fix my blindness, you know? Anyway, stop getting rich quick. doesn't work. Yeah. Speaking of getting rich quick, I saw something that was very interesting, and I uh, and Jeff Bezos is Amazoning again. Mm. How so? Is, is he Amazoning? Because I remember he stepped out. Of, uh, he's no longer CEO. He's on the board, but he's no longer CEO. Didn't he, yeah, wasn't think... he going to the moon or something? Some bullshit like that. Well, anyway, Hyundai in the states, you can purchase your Hyundai off of Amazon now. Okay. okay. And it's operated by the dealers, not some second party or third party. Okay. Mm-hmm. An authorized dealer can put the Hyundai on with all the specs and pictures and so on. Okay. And while you're shopping, you so, can put add to cart. So I can buy the latest Astrology 2023 and Hyundai at the same yeah. time? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> okay. Yes. They get delivered at the same time? Yes, and sneakers. <laughs> okay. And Driving gloves. Ta- and towels. <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting. Uh, that, that's a very interesting move for Amazon because the way I look at it, I'm looking at right now, there's websites that we go to to see, you know, how to sell cars, mm-hmm. right? And now if Amazon is going to take on all the dealers and I have all the options already available for me on fucking Amazon. But that's the thing. When you go to Amazon, you're buying straight from the dealer. The website that we use are not from the dealer. They're more... Second. You're talking about Amazon Saudi? No, no, I'm talking about whatever websites you use to purchase cars, you're not purchasing directly for from El Wakil. Exactly, you're not. Yeah. But this one, you, you are, are straight to the dealer. Yeah, so you're basically undercutting all of the websites. Exactly. But how many, how many do you think car manufacturers would be actually are interested in doing that? Like, do you think Mercedes are going to be on Amazon? I'm going to ask you a question. If you are a huge car manufacturer, would you go to a mom and shop store or would you go to a, a company that actually but that's the thing. has a track record of doing the work? As, as a Ford, I want to sell all the cars to all the people. Okay. But as a Ferrari, 
I want to sell some of the cars to the people that will care about them. Yeah, but how many uh, do you, okay, as Amazon, do you want the Ferraris or do you want the Fords? Uh, the Fords, obviously. Of course, yeah. because more transactions, better for you. Yeah, sure. I, was, I also want the Ferrari because prestige. Yeah, but again, you, you don't really want the Because I want to tell people. Yeah, because Ferrari doesn't Ferraris. sell you cars online, sir. Yeah. Brokey. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ferrari doesn't sell you the car that you want, by the way. There we go. It's okay, not, they what? sell you the car that you will get. Let me let me give you more rich rents. That's nice. That's nice. Okay. See? No, no, wait, wait. I'm paying hundreds of thousands of dollars or or reals mm. to to get a car, and I don't even get to choose. Get okay, the First off, okay, hundreds and thousands. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> super cute, bro. All right, <laughs> no. uh, let, let me explain to you. Mm. The reason I well, not the reason one of the main reasons why I fucking deeply hate Ferrari. Okay, is because this is a proper rant. Oh yeah, this is like no joke, and okay. this is not only me. This is you can even me and my other rich friends hear it from Jay Leno. You know, Jay Leno has an amazing car collection. Jay Leno doesn't have a lot of Ferraris, mm. and he has the same reason that almost a lot of people have. <laughs> Ferrari has a way of selling cars that is really annoying. I'm going to hit the dish. I need to watch my words. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you very, passed the cap, sir. Uh, very very come, come mobby here. vibes. Mobby vibes? Yes. Okay. So you know how Ferrari always has like limited editions, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. So you come in and you say, yo, I want, let's say, I don't know, the Enzo, right? Let's say during the time when it was released, I want the Enzo. Like, you know, this car is $1 million. I have all my $1 million ready. I want to buy it. Ferrari tells you, oh, no, you got to be special to get that car. You got to be our friend. So how can I be special? Oh, well, we need you to buy these four cars over there. So that's 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 how you step up from acquaintance. Yes. Yes. And then once you do that, you get on a list. You're not confirmed. Yeah. That's the colleague list. Yes. Yeah. And then Ferrari started doing something stupid. They're saying, oh, listen, this new car is coming out, this very limited edition, only 100 models available. You'd be like, oh, can I get on the list? Oh, in order for you to qualify for the list, you need to have these six cars already in your collection. You're kidding me. I swear to God. These six? Not like, six, but I'll give you an example. Like, what is this, levels? This sounds very Scientology-like. No, this is very much, we want the serious people to buy our shit and the serious people who believe in our brand who are that obsessed. And also, I want to sell the cars that nobody wants. Beloved. I want to sell the car that nobody wants. Exactly. The Ferrari California, nobody wants that shit. Why? Because it's, it's let's say the Ferrari California, for example. California was a small little Ferrari that was not really a Ferrari. It didn't feel like a fucking Ferrari. Okay. It just had a Ferrari badge on it. A lot of people are like, nah, I'm not vibing with this one. Mm. So now I want to make it sell. Oh, you want to be on this list? Vibe. Buy that. Mm. Buy that and you can get on the list. See, if you're going to love me at my best... Yeah. Love me my worst, this, is, this is the nor this is when you come to luxury high end yeah. stuff. This Hermes. is the Hermes. This is the standard. Mm. Like there are watch companies that coming back to our conversation that make you have an interview with the owner of the company. Say, mm, do you fit the vibe of our company or not? Before we're gonna sell you a watch, I don't. I don't like that. Like no, just let me let me have your shit. <laughs> I have money. Hey, well, Take money. Also green. <laughs> you know, just like yours. <laughs> yeah, uh, but again, these are these are people who define themselves as old money, mm. and for them, money doesn't buy class. No, manish, exactly. manish, manish. How old are watches? They're not that old. What do you mean? Any watchmakers are what two hundred years old? Manish, the older money. No, again, have older, you heard of the older have you heard of the of the fuggers? Yes. Excuse you. What the yeah. German? They're see the, man, yeah, they're Germans. Man understands yes. history and money and how it is transformed from one generation exactly. to the other. Bravo, sir. Anything that has to do with old money, mm. I'm paying attention. That's apparently that's where the word 
motherfucker I came from. Yes. You know, <laughs> that's actually, you know, that's that's actually true. true. Why? You know, because people were like, those fuckers. <laughs> you know? and so, so basically. Uh, Tell the story. This is this is real, guys. Like, I'm not fucking around. So there's this German family, okay. Um, the fuckers. The fuckers who are bankers, basically. And they're bankers to, I'm saying, emperors. And this is something that started in. The 14, 1500s, basically. Oh, Holy Roman Empire. Uh, like yes. we're talking about medieval German, you know, trading clans coming together and shit like that. And these guys, you know. These fuckers. These fuckers. <laughs> these, fuckers. these fuckers managed to make so much money, okay, to the point where they actually were able to influence. Guess who gave the Rothschilds an example, a template of what to do? Mm. It's the fuckers. You know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, sneaky fuckers. And, and, and <laughs> guess what? Fuckers. They're still here. They're still with us till this day. The fucker family runs those fuckers their die. own private yeah. bank. Exactly. You know, to the aristocrats of Europe. You want money? You are aristocrat. You have don or count or duke in your name. Come to me. I give you money. Mm. I'll I'll keep your secrets. Yeah. So mm. I have some. There's some doors that any it's beyond us. You can't even get to the fucking door. Yeah. Oh, you know those fuckers. Yeah. There's a ceremony mm. that a friend of mine attended somewhere in Europe with extremely, extremely, extremely wealthy people. Okay. And he- I'm would, frightened. He is mad. I'm, I'm sensing, I'm, I'm smelling the incense. He he sent me- Is there an owl mask involved or something? He sent me, it was on Snapchat. So, because he could he didn't want to save anything. So he sent me a couple of clips, right? Like, you know, when you look at something and you feel weird? Mm-hmm. This is it. I looked at it, I was like, yo, I don't want to be in this room. Yeah, I don't. I feel like and, and you're not even in the room. You're like, yo, imagine I'm there. I'm, I'm seeing forbidden him, knowledge. Yeah, and it's not forbidden knowledge. I asked him, I was like, how do it feel? It's like, it's like, it's like Iblis was in the room. Basically. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's like, it's like you felt like there's something like supernatural yeah. and disgusting. It's called malevolent. 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 For once, yes, he said it correct. Malevolent, yes. So these forces, any. Yeah, no, see, that comes back to, dare I say it, energy. <laughs> you know, dare I say it, energy, honestly. Like these these, these uh, old society groups, they try to tap into, you know, this, this mystic, you know, uh, world a, spirit of, of, of uh, wellspring of, of there, spiritual knowledge there, and power. There's a reason why the last few prime ministers of the UK came from the same school. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Eaten. <clears throat> uh, no one it's knows. called indoctrination. <laughs> Basically. Well, anyway, off to other conversations since we have so many great things to talk about. Yeah, as podcast. you can see, Annie. Yeah, speaking of timeliness mm. and old things that won't die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> old things that won't die. Okay. What a transition. Yeah, I've, I've, I am the king of transitions. <laughs> yes, okay. go ahead, sir. I had this conversation with a friend of mine who was wronged in, uh, in his life by a person he considered a friend. And this is like more than 10 years ago. And he's still holding on to that grudge. What sort of made me think? More than 10 years ago? Yeah. Damn. They made me think, in A, is it is it ever justified to hold a grudge? And if you do, when do you let go? If it's is it ever justified, I mean... Some things are justified. Yeah, there are some betrayals that are very deep, you yeah. know. Again, this is the. There's a difference. Some actions too hurt. There's too impactful. there's there's a difference between forgiving, forgetting, and holding a grudge. Grudge seems like a more active, negative th thought and experience in your body. That's what I was trying to 
Well, it depends. Well, it depends on. The, it's not passive. No, no, but there's 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 a lot of moving parts here. It depends on your relation to this person. Is this someone that you are forced close. to see? Okay, is this someone that's part of your family that you're going to see regularly? It for example, it doesn't matter. Is that if it's if it's crippling your way of life, it's unhealthy for you. It's not good. Crippling is a strong word. Yes, to some people, some grudges are crippling. Some grudges will make you leave the things that you actually fell in love with, and not want to be a part of that anymore. Did it cripple his way of life? I'm not going to go into detail, but this person, like, very much so became different after this incident. Okay. It, you, you can tell it changed. Faith in humanity was shattered? To a lot of expense. Because, again, like, there are a few things that hurt more than putting your trust in somebody. And at the end of the day, they betray you Completely and utterly. True, and that's going to lead you to also act differently and behave differently, you know, with other people in other relationships. Again, it's the same way that life, when life shapes you. This is one of the things in life that shapes you. Basically. Because this person, as a result of this, became way less trusting of people. Again, not to give into details, but this was one of those incidents where Tokil went wrong. Okay, but Sina came in again. Yani, Where he based, again, just to give you an idea, this person, yeah. and then finally, and I'm going to take your shit. Yeah, it happens. Are they going to trust but verify? True, but again, this is somebody he knew for all of his life up to that point. He did not expect that from him. But again, it came. And Banu Adam People really sometimes. Unfortunately, no. But so, no, I, again, you know, got back to his point of crippling. And for me, the context matters. And some, like, some grudges will be too heavy to hold and go on if you have to constantly encounter them, and it's something that you can't just run away from. But some encounters, you end up with, and you you lose friends. Or you you end up in situations with people that leave a very bad taste in your mouth, and you hold on to that because it actually generally hurts you. But over time, the lesson needs to be. What did I learn from this so I don't end up in the situation again? So I don't end up in, in in being hurt or being affected in a certain way. So you just act accordingly. Because I don't think holding on to the grudge is any it's healthy. Yeah, it's gonna do that, you any good over the long term. That's how you I, can hold on to the grudges, just what are you doing about the grudge? Are you being active because of that grudge? Are you trying to hurt this other person or trying to take back what's yours or whatever the hell it was? Okay. Or is it, yo, I'm holding a grudge, but I don't want to have nothing to do with anyone of your kind. Yeah. So that other part is... is and that's what I mean. Yeah, that's different than the first part because the first part is much more active. You're actively That's what I energy. say. It's crippling you. Yeah. Exactly. That your focus and your mind, your mentality, your, all your feelings and thoughts is into this grudge. That's hard. But we did agree, Akhtar Mamala, that spite is a very good motivator. Spite is a good spite motivator. Spite is different yeah. than a grudge. Yeah. Spite is basically, mm. I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah, Grudge yeah. is you hurt me deeply and I, I will no, not forget it for yeah, the rest of my life. I would say they're, they're, they, could be, they could be driven by each other or intertwined. No, I also agree with holding a grudge and saying, yo, it's over. I'm never going to give you any fucking time of day in my life. I, I also, I truly believe in that. Like, you know, some people that you should not have in your circle, some people you should not be a You see, with. I don't consider that a grudge. Yeah, see, this, I don't consider that a grudge. No. It's not active. That's what I'm saying. If something happens and you hold a grudge and you say, because of that, I don't want to deal with people like that, mm. that's fine. As long as you're okay with that. Mm. 
So you always get, if let's say you, I'll give an example. So when I used to race, right? You had rivals. Yeah, racist wars, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> when I used to race cars, so no one gets it wrong, okay. right? What's your favorite race? <clears throat> the human race. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I had to check himself for a second there. So, yeah, because I really wanted to go somewhere else. <laughs> but, like, in the racing world, there's a lot of spite. There's a lot of grudges. There's a lot of hate, right? And sometimes you come in saying, you know what? I'm going to be the nice guy. But you get pushed into a place that you find yourself to be just like them. Mm. So you made me like this. Yeah. So sometimes you don't want to hold grudges, but the, the, your surroundings, your environment did something that caused you to be but that. Isn't that a bit different? That's more just a general, general sense of competition. Like, you know, it's like when we watch the last dance, like Michael Jordan, he'd hold grudges, but like it's just to drive himself further. Exactly. If you're doing that to drive yourself further, that's, I'm okay with that. But if, there's a difference between holding grudges and the difference between sabotage. It gets to that stealing from, moving, mm. taking, you know, ruining. When it yeah. gets to that, that's a problem. For me, again, my perspective here, I, I do not hold on to that negative emotion because to me, I do not want any negativity in my life. I, I, I try as much as I can. Good luck. I, I guess. <laughs> easy, Good luck, bro. Easier said than done. Yeah. Easier said than done. No, yeah, but I understand what, what he's saying. Because like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't add. There's to nothing me. in the world, right? So let me not add into add into my heart. If you are trying to stay away from negative energy, that's a totally different conversation. A grudge that hurts you on the inside is a totally different. Yeah, thing that's what I'm saying. Compared like, to that, because I don't want to inflict negativity upon myself. Because I think holding a grudge is a choice. You know, I can basically take that approach and okay, this person or this type of person who hurt me, I will avoid dealing with them or basically I will see the signs before they appear and peace out. Mm. But I won't sit in the corner like, oh, that person, oh, I'll never, I'll never forgive him. No, no, like basically have it eat me on the inside. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. If Are you active about it or not? Like I have grudges with people. Active? No. Hmm. Um, <sighs> Look, the reason why they're not active. Tread lightly. Okay. <laughs> Tread lightly. <laughs> the only reason it's not active. Because is, nobody would survive. <laughs> one. Okay. Is because I know I'm, I, I go, I cross the line. Mm. And I'm, if, if there's something that we're having a problem with, I will say things that you all don't want to hear. I will do things that y'all would not expect. I will push the fucking envelope to the end. Boundaries. I should explode Ex them. Exactly. Oh, is this the line? Mm. Let's watch. So I do hold grudges, but I'm not active on my grudges. I just remember those people. I remember what they did, how they are, how they feel, how they think. Forgive, but never forget. Yeah. And I keep it. Do you forgive him, Abdur? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. See, so, because, so you, so you, yeah, let, yeah. you let the heart out of your... You let no, the no, hate, no, 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 no. You let the no, hate no, no, out of your heart. No, 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 no. The grudge stays on. Mm. I'll forgive you. I will see you. I'll shake your hand. Mm. But no way... Fucking hell, that things are going to change. Yeah, fair. things will change. I'm not going to go back to how things were. Like, not, not only that. It's a new I'm reality. not going to allow people of your kind to be in my circle. Mm. I will see you. I shake my head. I show respect. And that's a and lesson. That's it. And that's a lesson for you. The lesson is, yo, I've I've been stung by the scorpion before. I don't want to be stung exactly. again. So I will be wary of scorpions when they come across me. Again, that's 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 the healthy part of it. That's the not letting the, that grudge, yeah. you know, the, tear you down. The negative part of it is what you said, being in the corner. 
and ooh mm. and then yeah. fuming and steaming about it because at the end of the day how is that going to help you it's only going to mentally destroy you and, and it's just going to eat away at you yeah you know and especially if those people are people that you will encounter regularly whether they're family whether they're in your same social circle you know, what do you really get out of it you know uh, i've had situations where i've been hurt by people and for a long time i held i held on to that you know pain but at some point i just I ask myself, like, why are you holding on to it? What are you really getting out of holding on to it? Is this a self of a self of right, a sense of righteousness? So what? Who gives a shit? Nobody really gives a shit. So you give a shit though. I I did for a while. I did, but now, like, at the in the bigger picture, I know that I was not in the wrong. At least you know. So I don't need to give myself any blame for how other people acted because that's it. Just speaks on you who you are rather than who I am. It goes back to what Sham said in the beginning, context. Yeah. Because right now Sham said, blame myself. Usually in grudges, you're not blaming yourself. In grudges, you're looking at what happened to you. Yeah, you are right? a victim in a grudge. Exactly. Exactly. In that situation, let's say if your friend, uh, the, the example that he used, I'm sure that there's an element of, yo, I should have known better. How could I not have seen Hindsight this? Hindsight is a... Hindsight, definitely. And that's... Hindsight is a fucker. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. sometimes <laughs> that's even worse. That's sometimes even worse. Because you, 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 you... Like, you know, you think that you were the problem. You think that you were the fault. And you start searching for, for with a crack within who you are. And when in reality, it's not, it was never you, you know. But so you, know, you need to kind of reclaim control over the situation and have an explanation that actually makes sense to you. Rather than, and that rather than actually believe that this person on the other side never really gave a shit about me. Is that really it? No, no, it must have been something I did. Because I'm sure this person cared, but then that happened. And that's your excuse. Does that make sense? Yeah, I yeah. see. I see your point in this. Yeah. Uh, Keep hate alive, dude. See, <laughs> this comes to you from a man who's wallowed in, <laughs> uh, in grudgeries. In misery. In grudgeries for a while. You're so wallowy, Shams. So I'm wallowy. very wallowy, you know. It's fun. It's like a hippopotamus. Look at how much fun There's look no like guideline having. how to live life. True. No, but you know, there's none. I mean, there's, there's, there's best practices, right? There's no best practices. You don't think so? Like, I don't believe in that at all. In, in terms of... We're not... The best... Fucking saying that we have in Arabic, Asabak Muzo. True, true. But so I'm saying best practices in terms of like looking out for yourself. Translate being, for the people, Shamsi. Uh, your fingers are not the same. Your fingers, you know, <laughs> as you can see, all not the, equal. Different, different length. So not, not, the <laughs> not same. equal. Yeah, not equal. <laughs> but any, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, no no two people are equal. Even twins are are the same, right? Mm. And that's part of part of you know the wisdom of God and the beauty of this universe that everything is different. And this difference is what creates the beauty of everything coming together. But so no, especially things like these, you know, they can really be destructive if you let them, if you let them, if you don't take control of them. Like these emotions when they go out of control. Um, so it helps to always, you know, be able to step back and be aware of yourself for a minute. Like, why am I feeling the way am I feeling? Where is this really, this hate and this pain, where is it really coming from? Is it the action? Or was it the expectation? Mm. You know, Tell them. Um, sometimes you expect things from people and that's wrong. You shouldn't really expect. Don't assume, bro. Don't assume. Never assume. Because when you assume... You make asses. No, that's not the full saying. No? Out of you and me. You don't make asses. <laughs> no. you make one ass. They, they don't appear in the, out of the ether. <laughs> you know? Ass here, ass there. No. <laughs> Excuse oh. me, sir. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, no, yo, sir. No, no. And no. <laughs> others. And other news. I have something going. Oh my god! Like almost everything is turning on. Yeah. 
So there's a there's a clip that I told you I want to play for you on the podcast, right? And it's a clip that I I've been uh, mesmerized by for a minute. I'm trying to find the when we said right mesmerized. Thing. Oh yeah. So I don't know where the clip starts from. When's the last time you were mesmerized? Number one. Not this guy. Answer him. Mm. Was it when you saw the Swan Lake? The what? What? The Swan Lake. Where would I see a Swan Lake? Where swans congregate. I love the fact that you say words. words. Add. I was I was thinking of of the opera. It's called the Swan Lake, right? All right. Hopefully that's we a, that's a commercial. ballet. Okay. Ballet. So the European Space Station mm-hmm. recorded the sound of Earth from space. <laughs> okay. And it is. Listen, wait. That doesn't make sense. So there is no sound in space. Stunning visual display called the Aurora Borealis or the Aurora Australis. He'll get to it. Give it a second. And now we can also hear it. Sound of the Aurora. Researchers from the Technical University of Denmark took the magnetic signals, the radio frequencies measured by the European Space Agency's Swarm satellite mission, and converted them into sound. The result is an eerie representation of our planet's rumbling magnetic field and its interaction with a solar storm. It took them the four audio years to clip you're about to experience might sound like the stuff of nightmares, so but not- sit back, relax, and listen to the strange creaking, crackling, and rumbling of our planet's protective shield. This is the sound of the Earth's magnetic field. Yeah. This is wild. It's very surreal. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It feels like you're underwater. Uh, I was thinking of like whales. I was thinking of more earthquake, just tectonic plates shifting. No, see how it sounds like fluids? It sounds very fluid. It's like chains. There's like ticks. Mm. Crackles. So basically what we're listening to is the Magnetism. Earth's magnet the Earth's magnet magnetic sphere as it interacts with the Oreo Barons. This is wild. It is actually unsettling. When I was listening to it, I was like, Subhan Rabbi, the things that we don't even know. Exactly. And how it just functions like every day. Because we keep thinking about, oh, go space, go space. And but- we go back to the Mars thing. Like we were talking about Mars. We were watching that video about Mars. And we were saying how like there's a month, there's a place in, in Mars called Rub al-Khali. And we were looking at it and we're like, you know, this guys, looks this like is, no, no, no. And, and it's not just that no guys are you like this is an alien world and some of the video we were watching we're saying like nothing moves on Mars like nothing actually changes and we ended up opening that subject of like subhanallah how how the universe was set up in a way where conditions were so delicate 
to be able to create life on earth, to have, mm-hmm. have everything grow on earth. And this is just another simple example. Like you, I don't even, you're not even aware. How many people of y'all knew that the <laughs> earth had a magnetosphere? You don't, you don't even know what that means. There's like an entire sphere of, of magnetism that protects the earth, basically. Exactly, from solar flares. From solar flares. So the sun is dangerous, believe it or not. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, as nice as it is, it gives us life, it gives us plants, it gives us tans. It tries to kill us every you know? single second. Exactly. Like I was just reading something about a sol- cosmic ray that they that they just found that's coming from an area of, of the sky that's where supposedly there's supposed to be nothing there. And like, hmm. There's something of, there. Yeah, there's now something there. So It's one of the more fascinating things that I recently actually understood. Cosmic rays? No, the concept of entropy. Mm. Do you know what entropy is, Yashamsa? I know what entropy is. Do you know what entropy is? Yeah. Just say it for the people on the podcast. I Stop asking us. Who the idea was the setup? Yeah. So you didn't help him. So yeah, he came yeah. after me. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm a smart man. Inshallah. <laughs> yeah. So entropy is the reason why heat leaves objects. That's the reason why your tea gets cold. It's the reason why rust appears it's the reason why water evaporates it's basically things going from a high energy state to a low energy state from ordered disorder yeah it's basically this is the reason why the sun will go out eventually so if you actually want to think about it it's not a law that things lose energy but because the calculations and the probability of something gaining energy it is so infinitesimally small, it has never happened and will probably never happen in the history of the universe until it ends. So technically they may call it the second law of thermodynamics. Yeah. Okay, things will usually go from more order to less ordered. Imagine you have a deck of cards. Imagine you get that deck of cards, okay? And it's a fully, you know, you just bought it. It's fully organized. Throw that deck of cards on the table. You pick them up again. How many times... Do you think that you can throw that deck of cards on that table and way. get it back in the same order? Yeah. Almost infinite. Exactly. You know, like the number of times you would have to do it to get to that point. And that is basically the, the easiest way of explaining entropy. Yeah. It basically made me think like, subhan rabbi, like we as human beings cannot comprehend or even affect something that to us seems so intuitive and natural like energy like if god wants something to happen it will happen That's a, yeah, exactly. speaking of that oh my god this, this transition is awful i saw a video not worse than mine <laughs> no no yours was good actually let's get ready to this one it's because you said something just remind me about if if Rabbi doesn't want you to see something, you won't see it. Mm. There's an audio clip that was just released uh, a couple of days ago of uh, from Israeli soldiers. Okay. Talking, I think, back to base or somewhere. And the guy was having a mental breakdown. Okay. And he was screaming. He was like, get us out of here. Get us out of here. He was like, we can't see them. We can't see them. They're ghosts. They're ghosts. We don't know where they are. And he's crying for help. Like, get me. I don't want to be here. Mm. He's like, we have tanks. We have uh, the sea. We have the air. And we still can't get them. We don't know where they are. And he's a full, full mental breakdown. I was like, subhan rabbi. When he doesn't want you to see anything, yeah. you're not going to see no, anything. It basically says, like, yo, you, you made a big fuss about your 
military, your equipment, your aerial superiority. We know who's harder. He's like, we can't kill them. They're monsters. And like, when I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, for the Western folks, they'll see it. Yeah, him seeing monsters, all oh, it will make sense. But for us, like, Rajal. Yeah, who do you, like, what do you think they have to lose? They already lost everything, bro. And that's basically, that goes to show you, like, that the lack of control, you know, that they have when they believe that they had the overwhelming technological superiority. Yeah, they're put in a situation where, like, hmm, yeah, I don't think I can control everything now. What can I do? Turns out it's harder to fight an opponent who is actually trained, willing, and wanting to fight you as opposed to 12-year-olds in the West Bank throwing Mm -hmm. rocks at your multi-million dollar armored vehicle. No, and it goes to go the the issue of heart as well. Like, is their heart really into it? it tells you that it really isn't. There's a there's a video that was uh, recently went viral by an Israeli journalist. Uh, he's one of the few voices that is actually advocating on behalf of the Palestinians. One of the few remaining voices on the Palest on the Israeli left. Mm. His name is uh, Gideon Levy. He writes for Haaretz. He basically said that the the three pillars that allow the Israeli occupation to continue are based on three things. One, they genuinely believe that they are the victims because they have been historically been the victims throughout history. Mm. So no matter what form of violence or victimization they inflict on another group of people. It's justified. I have 2,000 years of history to back me up here. Yeah, I I can never (laughs) be the victimizer because I am history's greatest victim. Second, they genuinely believe that they are the chosen people and that they are special and that they, in essence, view themselves as superior or chosen when compared to the Palestinians. So by that extension, it allows them to not look at them as fully human. And that's where the language comes in. Yeah, the dehumanized language we're dealing with human animals. A couple of like. I think seven, eight years ago, he was doing a speech at the UN and he started, I think it was, I think he was talking about the third of Iran and then somewhere, I, I'm, I'm, this is like 2015, 16, somewhere around that. Cause I remember I was in Australia, I was watching it live and he was like, uh, he's like, some people are looking, uh, are always trying to hurt the Jewish people and we've, we've lasted 6,000 years and we'll last some more. And basically, that's the language. You know, yo, we've been here for a long, long time and we're going to be here for a longer time and we should own everything because we're the first ones here. Yeah, again, that's not... And understand that we were promised by God. That's not a healthy mindset for our people to adopt, that you are constantly under siege, that you're constantly being attacked. Bro, I was was reading an article about this guy. It was a a, a blog post, an opinion post in one of the Israeli newspapers. And this guy was, was genuinely actually making the argument saying, hey, <laughs> if you don't recognize that we are special and we have been picked by God, then you are an anti-Semitist. <laughs> you, know, you need to acknowledge that I am better than you. Mm. You know why? Yeah. Because God told me. And if you don't acknowledge that, then you're a racist. It's, it just goes to if show you. If you don't believe in my racial superiority, then you're a racist. Basically. And that goes to show, I'm not even kidding. Like this guy is genuinely serious, right? I will tell you, okay, this might be hurtful to a lot of people, but this is just my humor with my friends. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I tell my friends every Christmas. Mm-hmm. You are celebrating a nullified religion. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sorry, bro. 
Islam is the last yeah. one and we're done, bro. Yeah. Don't talk to me about nothing before us. No, no, but the, <laughs> I'm, just, see, I'm just playing. Yeah. That, that, that just that shows me that the depth of, of like self-deception, yo. There, you this, know? Yeah, bro. The, this conflict. Come on. This conflict. Like, you've known this, bro. No, no, but you, you, you have to really make a really good Kool-Aid for you to be able to drink it and, and spread it in a way. Yeah. For them, yeah. because they've always had the upper hand to no, no. create whatever bullshit they want to create. No, it's not just that. I'm looking at it in terms of them reframing their narrative and their story. To be able to actually come back and say, yes, we are the, the Jewish nation and basically dismiss the whole idea of different Jewish traditions. The fact, like, there was a reason, you know, Israeli commandos had to go do false flag attacks in Iraq and Yemen and Maghreb to be Egypt. able to get, you know, all of the Jews that lived in those countries to come to Israel because they didn't really want to. And and even after they came, they were always looked down upon by, you know, the white Sephardim Jews. They called uh, them, bro, they Ash called them Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi. Uh, Sephardim are, are the Moroccan ones. Yes. Uh, they they created an entire new term for them, which, which, which is Mizrahi. Mizrahi is basically in Hebrew means Eastern. So they basically lumped all of y'all. Okay, y'all not wait. Okay, y'all one have, category. They have. Have you? Are you aware of the lost generation of Yemeni Jews in Israel? For the sake of the listeners, when uh, and you, the Iranian Jews also. Yeah, this is, this one is especially horrific. I just recently discovered it. When Jews from Yemen emigrated into Israel, they were having lots of babies, and they were taking not the, just Yemen. Yeah, but go on. They were taking the Yemeni Jews' babies from them and giving them to white Ashkenazi families. Yeah, this was in the 60s. Like the idea, like, yo, you're not good to your own people. So why am I, why are you playing the victim when you're not even good to your own? Have we, have we mentioned the forced uh, sterilization of Ethiopian Jews? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. We go back, forced sterilization. Yes, but keep in mind, back then, we didn't have the social media of today. True. Which is why this this whole entire conflict has been such an L for Israel. Yes. Yeah, but so we have also, all of this information if now. You, so I was... I'm not going to tell you why I found this, but there was a conversation between Jewish people from Israel and from the States. Okay? It was on some online platform. And I saw them fighting. I was like, hmm. Let's see what's going on. Okay. And Investigator Adil. Yes. Inspector so Adil. The U.S. Inspector Adil. The Jewish person in Israel, this does not reflect all of Israel or of uh, the U.S., but I'm going to tell you what happened. This conversation that you observed. This conversation that was going up back and forth, the, U, the guy from the U.S. was saying, yo, listen, you guys are taking us into a position that happened before where people are going to hate us and they're going to chase us down mm. because of your actions. And this guy is telling him, oh, it's because of those actions, if we don't stand up, that we're going to be taken out. And the guy is trying to explain to him, okay, you can, you can do that. You can be very diplomatic. You can run within a certain system in order for you to, to achieve the goals that you want to achieve for you to be part of the world. But what you're doing right now is making everybody look at us and say, oh, that was the reason why we didn't like them. Mm. And yeah. if that grows then we become a target all over again and we're back to square one. That sort of... But, but that kind of plays into Netanyahu's... His, his, his we'll get to Netanyahu yeah. now. That sort of brings me to a point I've been trying to make. Have you seen Sasha Baron Cohen recently, yes. his statements? Sasha Baron Cohen, listeners, is the Ali. actor who played Borat. Ali G. Mm -hmm. Ali G. All, lots of characters. 
Sasha Baron Cohen is in his feelings because he is upset at TikTok and social media for allowing what he perceives as a rise in anti-Semitism. Now, that's cute <laughs> because Mr. Sasha Baron Cohen is the character of Borat, a.k.a. the lovable anti-Semite. <laughs> you made anti-Semitism funny and cute. <laughs> why, are, why are you upset? It's called satire. Number one. Yeah, sure. You need to respect the artist. And the guy who has made an entire career of making fun of Muslims is now in his feelings that because, is, oh, I don't like this but, anymore. But going back to your point, like that's kind of the playbook of there. There has the Zionist lobby, okay, has had a very big playbook that has evolved over the years. And one of that, one, one very big anchor of that playbook is keeping the idea of they hate us alive. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, you get to see all of these, you know, it's similar to UCLA. It's not UCLA. What, what's it called? You get the one I'm talking about. Which one? The Simon. Why this is all Weisenthal Center of Jewish Dialogue, um, the Holocaust Center, and all of these Southern Poverty Law Center. So the, you, know, like you have Anti Defamation League. Anti Defamation League. That's the one. Anti Defamation League. So you have these organizations that are set up that, with money being funneled from from large donors or, or government officials, to basically keep the idea alive that hey, they do hate us, and that's why having Israel is important. Because the more anti-Jewish incidents they can find around the world, the more they can point and say, hey, this is why we need to have a Jewish nation. This is why we need to keep our borders open, save the rest of Judaism you yeah. know, and from, you have, from and the you, world that hates it. And you have a bunch of American Jews saying, you know what, screw Israel. I'm from Brooklyn. This doesn't concern me. Exactly. Israel is going to throw Netanyahu under the bus to save its own ass, which they always do. Mm -hmm. Okay? They're, they're, you need to understand, they're willing to kill their own. They have no problem with that. And oh, they already have. They came out and they admitted that. Yes, right now, recently, mm. right? So we've seen them trying to kill the, the hostages that Hamas, they, they were trying to kill them. They, they'd rather have them dead than be hostages. Mm. This is how they view things. Yeah, What's it's called? called? The, it's the Samson Doctrine. There you go, the Samson Doctrine. And basically, if I am captured, or the idea that if I am being going to be captured by the enemy, I'd rather be dead than be a hostage. Rather than be so able this to is something force to negotiate. Yeah, this is something that they drill into the idea. Of if you're ever in a hostage situation, you feel like you cannot escape, take each other out. Yeah, mm. see, you know what that's called about, dude? Mm. It's called sanctity of life. Mm. Yeah. It's again, it's, it's called being a weak little bitch. That's mm. what it's called. This is. Uh, the, did you not sense this? <laughs> yeah, there's a tone. I'm this, translating for the ones that didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is basically a continuation of what they perceive as their history. This Samson doctrine, if I'm not mistaken, is taken directly from the Maccabean revolt in Rome. So very old stuff. Very yeah. old stuff because yeah. because he said it. Because here's the thing, that revolt that happened underneath the Roman Empire ended when the the Jews that were rebelling were held in their castle and they said, you know what? These Romans are going to kill us. So might as, well kill might as well kill ourselves. And the girl, and the, the only person who died wrote the history about the whole thing. And he was the person who created the idea. Like, hey, let's kill ourselves. You want to get the idea? No, I'm good. You're good. Y'all yeah, yeah, dead? <laughs> Y'all did? Y'all did it? Hey. Oh, man. I was kidding, yo. I told you it was like 6 p.m., not 6 a.m. jokes, jokes. Oh. Hey, Emperor Titus. I, I was kidding. <laughs> I, I think they're going to have a hard time getting out of this one. Bro, they already... Like, I, I think... This, this, look, we talked about in this podcast multiple times about the new Middle East. And I think this is one of the things that's going to push us to a new Middle East. 
Uh, but so just to give a quick update, right now there's a, there's a ceasefire. It's been going on for two days, I believe. There's been three an, by time everyone hears this. Uh, there's been an exchange of hostages. Um, a lot of uh, hostages were released from the West Bank, mostly women and children. A lot of them under the age of eighteen. Love, by the way, how how the media are framing, uh, you know, the fact that Israeli kids are being released and you know. Uh, Palestinians under the age of 18. Like they, they, they literally specify. You are seeing dehumanization live yeah. in stereo. Because they can have kids, but we. <laughs> yeah, you know. Bro, who's the asshole? We don't have to say children about us because then you don't want to think about us in a cute Was it the Mr. Inventorio? Who the fuck is the asshole that came out? It's like, if we see one uh, Palestinian family celebrating, we're going to. Take you back to jail. Oh, they already said they, they, they banned any sort of celebrations, any any sort of expression of joy within the West Bank. And by saying anybody who expresses joy is supporting terrorism. Like, the, that, yeah, that's that's democracy to you right there. Look. It's a free, do, it's a free country. We, we are in a dilemma. We, we do not hold the people of all these countries accountable, even though it's very hard not to. Because again, it's your democracy. You chose these people. Yes. You put these people in power. So you do hold some sort of responsibility, right? And the fact that all of them, all these countries are just allowing Israel to do whatever it wants is a problem for all of us. And we can't look at them in any other way. Everyone, the beautiful thing, I love the fact how they moved the whole conversation from them having power to acting like Arabs have the power. They're trying to act like, you know, oh, but the Arab world's not doing anything. Yeah, Sheikh. Um, who's the nuclear fucking superpower here? Mm, do you have the, the, the opportunity to help them resettle your brother? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see? The pressure on Arab countries is just to get them out of Gaza. That's why they're pressuring us. Mm-hmm. To ignore the fact that, hey, we've seen Yeah, Egypt, state. you can take a couple of more million. Yeah, yeah not, not just that. Like, if you get them out of Gaza, so exactly what happened to 48 Palestinians. They left. They were never given the chance to come back. People in Gaza now know that. And that's why you see a lot of clips saying, okay, hey, we'd rather stay and die here than leave. Because yeah. And the Arab world has and, been going through shit because a lot of Arabs are stupid and did not understand the situation that we're in. And they think it's all about fucking partying or some bullshit. Uh, uh, look, I, I want to mention the real season thing again, okay? And I want to make it very simple because everyone's are really angry about the celebrations that we're doing. And I really want to make it very clear. When the Houthis were bombing us, our soldiers didn't tell us to stop. I just want to make that very fucking clear. When the last, not the last one, the one before that, that was held in Jeddah, when the Houthis bombed the oil, Aramco oil facility, or was it the port? I remember one of them, mm. right? There was flames in the air while the race was going. And we there's didn't pictures, stop. Yeah. There's videos, there's everything. Aramco got hit. We didn't stop. Like, we know who we are. Like, stop trying to tell us who we should be, what we should do. Yo, leave us the fuck alone. Like, seriously, it doesn't make sense. Like, what joy do you get out of it? You telling me, oh, why do you guys have an event? Like, well, what fucking joy do you have? I don't get this. Uh, well, even though when I open up my Snap Map and I go to Egypt or I go to Lebanon or any other fucking place, guess what I see in the middle of the night? Clubs are popping! Yeah, Lebanon. People are having fun! Yeah. Lebanon, they're so entrenched that they've, they've converted... Bomb shelters into nightclubs, the any. No, but so no, I, I got his idea. His idea, like the the people that are just hating for the sake of hating, and and we know that it's misplaced misplaced energy, Abdul. Bro, it's not misplaced energy. I was talking to me and Gil were having is, a conversation though. yesterday. Me and Gil were having a conversation yesterday, and I was telling him about like we were talking about a comedian and a conversation I was having with them with his team, 
And I was telling him, I was like, look, I was explaining to him that there are certain things that you can do and joke with Saudis. But the problem about joking with Saudis is that we spent a long, long time, over 20 years, defending ourselves. We've been called terrorists. We've been called Madri'ish. We've been called every single fucking name under the sun. And we spent a long, long time defending ourselves from foreigners and from Arabs. And so when you want to say something that you think it's funny that we're going to share the same laugh, it's not going to happen. Because we spent a long time traumatized by the bullshit of people attacking us. And today, it's the same situation all over again. We're getting attacks from our own brothers and sisters in other countries. And so, of course, we've been through this circle again, and we're not going to give a shit about anyone talking shit about us. We don't give a fuck. But... At the same time, we're still the same people that want the whole region to be peaceful, to be functional with each other. And I think the lack of education in the, in the region is the reason for that. And it's not only because of wars. You can get education during war, my friend. But I blame your governments. I, I make it very simple. I blame your governments. Your governments failed y'all. It wasn't us. Don't, don't point a finger at us. This, Go talk to your government. This mentality reminds me of um, a couple of uh, abiyachia that keep Popping into my head when this look at us, Sam, where we are. We yeah, from, from bullshit to bitch. Exactly. Yes, the range on this podcast not is ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen. Not just it, one, couple. It reminds me explicitly of this emotion right now. You better translate it to English, by the way. Oh well, but basically, the 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 abiat say basically, if you are shooting at a mountain, obviously you're gonna hit the mountain, mm. but. Obviously, because it's so big, you're going to hit the mountain. But even because it's so majestic and sm- big, but you are still so small in comparison. It's still majestic and you are still small. Ya Sagheer! I would have said it in Arabic, but that's the translation. Ya Sagheer! Ya Kutkut! Ya Kutkut! Zalal! Zalal, Hababa! Kutkut! Anyway. It's fine. Like, it's, kuchi, kuchi, kuchi. like we're used to it. That's why like, I, I don't want to complain much about like people complaining about us because I don't really give a fuck. But people complain about this podcast and we're just an NGO. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. We're a non-profit organization. Yes, that's we are. Sir. Yes, past, I have signed nothing. Yes, past the cups of NGO. Nobody has signed anything. We are not an official company. We're just an NGO, you yeah. piece of shit. We traffic in, in, in love and happiness. Exactly. <laughs> don't say <laughs> the word traffic. No, 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 no. Don't say the word traffic. Pick your words. No, okay. <laughs> not uh, traffic. NGOs don't traffic. Uh, we, we support love and happiness. Exactly. Yeah. We build yeah, love and happiness. Camps. Camps. Would <laughs> <laughs> you like to come to a love camp? Our camps are concentrated yeah. <laughs> and happiness and love. It's called 1800 Love Camp. <laughs> you know? Sign up now. Oh my God. Don't uh, sign up. Well, I'll tell you, I'm not Don't finish that thought. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't, no. don't. Okay. You know who had that thought? Mm-hmm. Heller. Look what happened after that. No, I think the Muhammad is still there. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god! I feel like I could dig deeper now, so I'd rather shut up and stop. <laughs> yeah, please. I, yo, I just I, I pulled to the side. Yeah, I was like, yo, he's on his own. Uh, <laughs> no, of course, as an NGO, we mm-hmm. have a lot of uh, what's name uh, nature uh, interest. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Interest. Yeah, but you know, we'd like to officially announce past the cups as a non-profit organization. Yeah, it is going to help the people. It's for the people by the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not need any funding. Mm-hmm. No money needs to come to us. Not at all. Not at all. We yeah. have our own fundings. We are poor. <clears throat> no, <clears throat> we are we are the one percent. Uh-huh. We we fund ourselves mm-hmm. every day. Every day. Every day. 
and um, much to, lo- much love to us. Why do you think we're talking about Rolexes and Ferraris and shit? Like because mm. we know mm. charitable. We're, we're, I'm. I'm yeah. We're about that life. Yeah, exactly. We're about that life. Have you not seen how big Number One's head is? Exactly. See, all, all the charity the, inside yes, of it. From, from all the numbers inside of it. This is all the real estate. Yeah. <laughs> all the real estate. It is in his head. Uh, that's good times. And we miss you, Turks. We really do miss I you. I know, bro. Yeah. Anyway, come back to us. Appreciate you. Oh, I, I, I guarantee you. I, I told him I was like, you better be tan. Yeah. He's like, I'm already tan. I'm like, Nundi Tanner. Mm. Like Danny Tanner. Yeah. Anyway, we appreciate you for joining us. We appreciate y'all. Hope you all had a good time with us. We hate each other, and we hopefully did. you hate your colleagues too. <laughs> Not as much as I hate myself. And as a tip from this nonprofit organization, uh, quit your job. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We be out. افتح صحن بليله. محل بليله. صحن. ما تفتح صحن. افتح صحن للرجال المسكين. صحن مفتوح. It's flat. كيف تفتح شيء مفتوح اصلا؟ Let's go home. Let's go home. It's too late. We out. We out. Peace, peace, peace.